It's time to get away from it all. Does it matter if you say you or y'all? Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for everyone. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Perry Woods, and indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in a studio with producer Leah and my co-host Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors. Uh, had a little bit of a, a back issue last week. You may have heard me talking about it on the show, so we... Uh, we're back. We're back with a fresh show this week for you. Apologize for the uh, replay last week, but uh, I couldn't move, and uh, it was bad. But we're back, and what a perfect time to be back because it's a, we're once again experiencing some beautiful weather and uh, talking to some guys today about uh, the uh, great experiences that people are having in the great outdoors and out on the water here uh, recently and coming up. So excited to be back, Mark. Great to see you. Yep. Hey, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Glad you're back, you know, yeah. a lot better. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah. I know that's what that's like to go through. Oh, that, so. yeah. It's the worst. It can just, it just takes you out. It just is debilitating. You just can't do anything. But, um, but we're back up and running. And uh, today we are going to talk to uh, Steve Jaywar. He is the owner of Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood, who is somebody that I have talked to on the radio many times over the years about the great outdoors and fishing and, Steve is a avid fisherman uh, who is uh, uh, does a lot of fishing up in Michigan. Uh, he's got some family property up there, and he's um, uh, a big Lake of the Ozarks guy as well. And he's had a great year, and he's got some great stories. And it's a great time to be taking advantage of, uh, of Great Harvest Bread Company out in Maplewood with the holidays coming around the corner if you want to get your – uh, dinner rolls or anything for your holiday uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas meals and you know make sure you, you got uh, some of those sides taken care of uh, better than you'll find anywhere else Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood is the place to go so um, uh, perfect time of the year to talk to Steve so very much looking forward to that um, it's been a couple weeks Mark so you know last time we were here we, Lee and I were fresh off our visit to the archery range it was the time of my life. I've literally been thinking about it every day since then. I, it, it was such a fun experience to be out there at the brand new archery range at Bluff City Outdoors. Um, and you know, as we as we get even more into uh, archery season in both Missouri and Illinois, and this weather is turning into just like the outdoors paradise for both fishermen and hunters. I imagine that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of activity out at the shop. Oh, it's been uh, it's been pretty busy, uh, especially this last week. Uh, I think with uh, I think that rut's getting closer and closer and closer. Maybe mm-hmm. not full on yet, but uh, I've had a lot of a lot of repairs. We sold, sold a lot of bows and crossbows this past ten days, and uh, yeah, people are getting out. I mean, it's it's been busy, so I'm I'm glad to see it. Uh, we just noticed a lot of people having to come in and get, oh, uh, you know, my crossbow blew up and. Mm-hmm. You know, so send them off to get them repaired, or if we can repair it in house, get it done. And uh, so it's just a, it's a good time of the year. Yeah, you know? and then, we'll get um, we'll get uh, uh, Tim Shelsvik and some of the guys from like Drury Outdoors, and 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 we'll have to talk to Jeff again from Bluff City um, about you know the experiences that people are having out there in the woods right now. But are, are you are you getting any feedback to you personally about? I know there was. As every year, there's always, it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't start red hot. It builds to that point. 
Um, and you know, we were kind of on that track going into this year. Have you have you heard what the conditions are out there right now? Yeah, they're they're getting pretty good. Uh, like I said, it, it, I, from what I, you know, I'm not a deer hunter, but mm-hmm. from what I've been told, you know, that rut really starts peaking around the 10th of November, and uh, so you can uh, definitely see it coming on. I know we were looking uh, out at the we're we're trying to bring a, a Reinhardt R100 event to the St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a hundred. Uh, 3D targets, 50 North American wildlife targets, and then 50, 50 African safari targets. So we got a location over there on the east side that we were looking at. But when we were out investigating it, oh, about a week ago, uh, doing a walk just to see. We, Reinhardt was actually down here. I think it was last week ago, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been a week ago. Yeah, a week ago yesterday mm-hmm. they were down. And we were walking it. The amount of scrapes we were seeing where we were and stuff. and. You know, they're just okay. This activity starting, yeah, starting to starting to get going. That's awesome. And, uh, so, but uh, and then just on that Reinhardt thing, uh, had our the archery guys, Jeff, uh, and then Scott and Seth. Those are my three archery experts. They went out and were marking the uh, shooting lanes to see if we can make this event happen next spring. So that'd be really cool because it's closest one is like in Moberly, Missouri. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's we're trying to get it there. Yeah. See if we can get the lanes cut and everything. We'll already a destination area for uh, anglers. Um, you know the the St. Louis yeah. area, especially catfish. You know with the the rivers all here. Um, but uh, yeah, now building up into a premier area for uh, hunters yep. as well. Yep. So that's that's we're working on that real hard. Working yeah. with the tourism guys over there. So man, a lot of you cool know. stuff happening at Bluff City Outdoors, guys. There is if you haven't been out there recently. I mean, it's always been the headquarters for for fishing, whether it be, you know, the gear, the bait, um, getting hooked up with guides out on the Mississippi River. You know, Bluff City's been known for that for years. But with this expansion of this archery range and, you know, growing events like the Alton Catfish Classic and trying to bring in other events like uh, this Reinhardt event, you got to keep an eye on what's happening out of Bluff City for real. And uh, you can do that by going to uh, the Bluff City Outdoors Facebook page or just go to bluffcityoutdoors.com. Probably the Facebook page is Yeah, Facebook's where to go. That's kind of the front line. Yeah, the one thing people are really <laughs> loving out there is, you know, it's on the crossbows and stuff. So yeah. instead of just going, you know, if you go to Bass Pro or whatever to buy one, you're just going to pick it up. Yeah. But, you know, there you can actually uh, shoot it and, yeah. and see if you yeah. like it. You know? you know what? I had, um, we didn't get a chance to talk about this yet. I had that moment. We've, we've talked on this show before about like the, like um, either the moment that you fell in love with fishing or hunting or whatever it may be, or the, or the day or the moment that you sort of rediscovered it. And I've told that story about, you know, when I was around 30 years old, I was, uh, you know, I grew up fishing with my dad and my grandpa. And then, you know, I was a young guy on the radio and doing nights and partying and living a different lifestyle in my 20s and hadn't been fishing for like, honestly, years. And uh, would just happen to be at a buddy's, uh, at, a, at a, a farm, some farm property that a buddy had that had a little farm pond on it. And uh, a little stocked little farm pond on it and, um, you know, he had some uh, fishing poles and gear and I was like, is there, you know, is there any fish in that pole, in that lake? And, oh yeah, go down there and, and went down and caught a two pound bass and just like in a, in a, in a heartbeat of that fish hitting that lure, it was like, well, I want to do this more. And, you know, two years later I had a John, you know, I had my John boat all yep. decked out and I was going to different places and Perry Woods and I are getting out in the, you know, finding lakes around town, you know, every every chance we get. And it's been that way ever since. 
I had a very similar moment at the archery range, like picking up that bow and shooting and hitting that target. It was like, it only, you know, and with Jeff's instruction out there at Bluff City, like it, it didn't take long to, I mean, I'm, you know, got a long way to go, obviously, but you know, within a few minutes, you're pulling back the you're pulling back the arrow, you're hitting the target, you're you're understanding a little bit about what's going on, and you feel like, I could get this. Yeah, if yeah. I work on that, you know, I could get this, and this is a whole lot of fun. And so I think that, like, there's a lot of guys that come out to Bluff City right now that are experts and have been doing this forever, and they're taking advantage of all the expertise that you guys have out there. But it's also an awesome opportunity for people to maybe discover something that they didn't know that they would enjoy so oh, much. Yeah, yeah last, uh, last Sunday we had a... It was two doctors and an engineer bring their kids in, and um, they had heard about us and they wanted to just check it out. And then we happened to have some, you know, youth bows there that you know we let people shoot, and might have been the ones you guys were shooting. Yeah, I think so. uh, The twenty pound ones, I think. They had like three kids, you know, and they were just, you know, just said, "Hey, go, you you know, go back there and you know shoot and have some fun." And you know, they all come back and they go, "This is a great place." Yeah, (laughs) we're going to definitely. This is where we're going to start getting all our stuff at. That is exactly. That is exactly how how we felt when we were out there. So uh, we are going to bring you in a few minutes. We will bring you today's fishing report. We bring that uh, to you every third segment of the show each and every week. I want to remind you that uh, if you ever miss anything on the show here, which airs every Saturday at 11 a.m. on News Talk SDL, uh, that's not necessary because you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Just go to the Bluff City Outdoors show on Spotify, Google, Apple, Apple Amazon, whatever it may be. And that way you never miss a show. You never miss one of the uh, weekly fishing reports and you never miss one of our great guests. Uh, and we are going to take a quick break right now and we will have the fishing report for you in a little bit. And we are going to talk some more fishing with our buddy Steve Jaywar from the uh, Great Harvest Bread Company out in Maplewood. He joins us in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. But I doubt I could pay attention. I'd rather be on a league with my mind on God in the middle of his creation. In an old John boat with my zip code rod for some private You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. I've got some big news. The bank finally came through. And I'm holding the keys to a brand new Chevrolet. Have you been Welcome outside? Welcome back to the Bluff sure City Outdoor Show on 1019941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here with producer Leah and my co host, Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. Want to remind you again that you never have to miss an episode of the Bluff City Outdoors show. Just make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, whatever it may be, as, of course, we air the show every Saturday at 11 a.m. here on News Talk STL and uh, also bring you it on a podcast every week shortly after it airs. Uh, In a few minutes, we are going to bring you this week's fishing report, which we are much looking forward to, as we do every week. And, as I mentioned, joining us on the phone now, one of the brand-new sponsors and longtime friend of uh, myself and shows like this, and a brand-new sponsor to this uh, radio show is Steve Jaywar. He is the owner of the Great Harvest Bread Company out in Maplewood, and, and if there's... I don't know. Mike Marfell is a professional fisherman, so he may be the biggest fishing nut that I know. 
But if there's a close number two, it's Steve. And uh, it's a great time to be talking about being out on the water, isn't it, Steve? Thanks for your time today. How's it going? Hi, Mark, Tony. Yeah, real, I'm, I'm probably just lucky. And Mark is, Mark's got skills and talent, um, <laughs> but I, I'm just lucky. Uh, and we, we, uh, we're fortunate enough and blessed enough to get out on the water enough. And we, we, we just, you know, look around and, and we do get lucky once in a while. <laughs> so how's it going right now? I know you're going to be, I think, uh, maybe even as this is airing at the Lake of the Ozarks, I know you've been uh, trying to get down to the uh, the Lake of the Ozarks a bunch. I know that you I know that you have an opportunity to fish um, up in Michigan. Um, uh, you know, from time to time. How's uh, how's this year gone? How is this time of year going for you? Um, what's it been like out on the water recently? Oh, I've been yeah, we've been real. I've been real lucky to be able to get out. Um, I've been out on Mark Twain a couple times, but mostly Lake of the Ozarks. Now it's my birthday weekend. I hope to go tomorrow. Hey, um, my all wife right. My wife, my wife said I might be able to go, uh, go you know, go to the lake for uh, for a day or so. But we've, um, we as as recent as two weeks ago, they were really scattered on Lake of the Ozarks. They were all over the place. Um, uh, we caught some some on the main break walls with some larger crankbaits, and um, uh, around the regular docks, we were catching them on weighted sinkos and real small crankbaits. Um, and, uh, the, the first couple of days was kind of, you'd think with little crankbaits, we'd be catching crappie and white bass and everything, but all we were catching were, uh, you know, were bass. Really? And that's all you're going for, right? That's your, that's your primary, that's your target. When we do our, when we do our fishing trip though, I mean, we do like to catch some, some white bass and crappie and have a fish fry. But uh, this year, a couple weeks ago, I mean, we were catching all bass. We didn't start catching big crappie until the last day, and it was too late for the fish fry. We had to order pizza that night. <laughs> <laughs> Are the is the drought situation affecting the lakes like Lake of the Ozarks, or is that more of a river situation from what you can tell? No, two weeks ago the water was down. The water was about seventy one degrees. Um, it it did look yeah the water was down quite a bit. So. Um, there was a lot of structure in the water, and and yeah, I mean that certainly affects, um, you know, affects fishing. Um, you got to look for different spots, and the lake, you know, just looks completely different. Yeah, you know, with the water down. Yeah, yeah. I remember a few years ago when it. Remember when it was so high? I don't know if you were out there when it was when they had when that when they had to make. What was this? Three years ago, maybe they, the whole lake had to be turned into a no wake zone, and. Um, which is, you know, for the Lake of the Ozarks, that's unheard of. And I remember, really? yeah. I remember fishing. I remember being out on my boat, trolling around in our cove and being, um, floating over and fishing in what should be somebody's backyard, like groomed, oh, wow. like groomed backyard. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made, but when the river or when the lake is low like this, Steve, is it? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it better? Or is it just different? Well, you, you you would think that this time of year, at least two weeks ago, they would start to be balling up on the, the balls of shad and the, the big shad uh, pods, but they weren't yet. Um, they were still real scattered. You know, we were catching them on main lake points. I mentioned the break walls. We were catching them on the corners of the docks and then also in the backs too. I mean, they were just they were everywhere, and you would think with the water down, you know, it would concentrate them in, in different areas. 
I didn't see that. I mean, we just, we didn't see that. We had to work pretty hard, Tony mm. and Mark to, you know, to find, you know, find, find those, those pictures I sent you. Yeah. And, and Mark, you guys at Bluff City work so closely with a lot of the catfish guys, obviously being right there on the rivers and we know the rivers, you know, the lakes have been affected certainly, but I did a story this week on Colombo and Katie, 60% of the Mississippi river is under drought conditions. Oh, it, it's, and it, 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 is, it is low, low. It is. It's it's 45% of the industry is it, it has been cut back, uh, you know, oh, up and down the river yeah, entirely. They can't, can't run the barges. Because they can't run the yep. barges. And it's, and you know, there's 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 uh, shipwrecks that are be, that have yep, been revealed fine. and islands that are being, you know, unearthed. Yeah, there were some, there's some rock structure. I forget what they call it. It's down by Cape Girardeau. Yes, Tower and, Rock, Tower I think. Tower Rocks. It, then, it is cool looking. people are talking about how they can walk out to it. Yeah, and yeah, and then climb up, up a la- They can walk yeah. to it and climb, like, climb up on it. And it's supposed to be an island. It's supposed to be an island, yeah. yeah. About yeah. 50 feet off the shore. And it's just going, holy so, crap. So what are you hearing specifically at Bluff City from, like, the people that are fishing out on the river right now like is this is this a again is it a big problem for fishermen or is it just do they just have to go about it a different way it, it's going about it a different way they're still catching a lot of fish yeah I mean, the, 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 the fishing's been good uh, gotten good reports on uh walleye and sauger out there catfish uh, white bass uh, so there things are still biting it's just the river looks so different. It looks so different. You know, when you I drive go, over some of these big bridges, and it's oh, crazy. The one much. up there in North, go across three sixty seven up there. Yeah, you look down there, and there's there's wing dikes I I had never seen before in my life because yeah. they were always underwater. <laughs> you know, the pictures of boats, sunken boats, and things yep. that have been underwater for years. You know, like to see these things. You is, know, six months from now, we'll probably have a mass monster flood. You know, yeah, that's how it <laughs> always goes. That's yeah, how that's how. Goes. I mean, well, think about that. Every year, every, it seems like every year for the past ten years. We've talked about floods. You know, we've talked about flooding and, and this and that and the 500-year flood and the 1,000-year flood and all that. And, da, 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 da. and then, you know, just when you think that that's like, oh, this must be a thing. We get floods every year. We have an unprecedented historic drought. Yeah, it's really <laughs> just, like I said, changing a lot of these guys. You guys, oh, go ahead. You go guys ahead, have heard what they're finding out in Lake Mead in Arizona. Did you read that article? Tell us. Yeah, they're telling uh, – they're finding Lake Mead is, like, so low – they're finding barrels with uh, skeletons in them. Uh, they found umpteen, you know, bodies and skeletons in the, you know, that's real close to Las Vegas. And, and you know what? They think that's from, you know, from the from the mafia. <laughs> One of them, Jimmy Hoffa, maybe. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they find yeah. Hoffa. No, didn't you in the drought? Didn't you read the article? Uh, not that one. Like, not that. Sp- I mean, I've yeah. seen articles from from bodies of water, like I said, all over the country that are, you know, that we're that that these these various structures and islands and shipwrecks and all this stuff and discoveries have been made, but I've not seen that specific one, but I'm definitely going to yeah. look into it. But it doesn't surprise Lake, me Lake, because that's happening everywhere. Yeah. Lake Mead is like the largest body of water closest to Las Vegas. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's in a, you know, a hundred year low and yeah, they're finding, they're finding bodies in, in barrels. Yeah. And 55 stuff like gallon that. drums. I mean, it's no kidding. Yeah, oh yeah. man. I'll have to look into that. I can't believe I missed that story. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like four or five of them that I've, that I've read different times, different. Oh, there's another, yeah. another drum and then yeah. we'll go open it up and it's got a skeleton in it. You know what? Yeah. Well, yeah. Steve, while we have you on the phone, one of the stories that I wanted to do on last week's show, so we didn't get to do a show last week because I blew out my back. We ended up playing having a, a error replay last week, but we had just. Uh, so this is a little bit, a little bit old uh, of old news, but I haven't had a chance to talk with it, 
uh, with you guys about it is um, uh, the continuation of the of the walleye tournament and the, the cheaters, the guys that were putting in the, the weights uh-huh. in, the, in the fish and how they are pleading not guilty, which is wild to me when you see the freaking video, like the hubris of yeah, somebody <laughs> to yeah. uh, plead not guilty. Uh, uh, Steve, when you, when you saw that story unfold in the news, I, I mean, that just, that just sucks. You hate to see, um, you know, such a positive industry like fishing and the great outdoors, which is such a good, especially in today's world with the crazy, uh, you know, the craziness of media and politics, you know, the getting out on the water is supposed to be where we unplug and we get away from all that BS. And, you know, a story like that just, just sucks. And I hope they, I hope these guys get, you know, held accountable for all their actions yeah it's it's unbelievable i i back in the day i used to fish some pro-am tournaments strand and ever start and I, I just i couldn't imagine you know you doing i mean it's just it, it's unheard of <laughs> yeah yeah it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and and mark running a big uh tournament like the uh, alton catfish classic i guess this is just a reminder i know you guys have a lot of i know you guys have a lot of uh um uh you know things in place to stop cheating from happening, but it's something you unfortunately always yeah, have to be aware of. I but. mean, we, we do the lie detector test. I mean, for yeah. the winter, yeah. they, they have to pass that. Yeah. Uh, if they don't Which pass apparently it. these guys have failed lie detector tests yeah, their whole career. I can't believe they weren't dis- wow. just disqualified yeah. and outed. Apparently you know? they've lost lie detector tests their whole career, and they've been suspected of this. And, you know, you hold up a fish that's clearly a four-pound fish, but you put it on the scale and it's a seven-pound fish, like – Come on, guys! Like, how did this? Yeah, how did this? So, Mark, so, so Mark, what will that do for tournaments? Change them? I mean, will you be doing X-rays and Mm. more lie detector? I, I, I don't. I mean, well, how is that going to change the sport? Do you think? Yeah, I don't. I I would think they're going to have to start looking at other things. If, especially if they suspect it, then they're probably going to have to have like a like a scanner. Yeah, you know, on site just to say, hey, you know, let's well, I think check one it. of the things that or really helped check fish. I think one of the things that really helped this tournament, and it helps a lot of the big tournaments, including the Alton Catfish Classic, um, is is that that director that you see on that video who's cutting those fish open, he knew immediately. He didn't need to cut the fish open to know that there was some funny business. Like he knew yeah, that he there was knew. something going on. And guys like Alex, who run your tournament, and and yourself personally, and you know, and, and, and these other big tournaments, they, these guys have been doing it for years and they know exactly what fish look like and what they, you know, they're, I mean, Alex does it at the, at, at the, uh, at the classic, the guy will pull a, a fish out of the live well and he'll take a guess yeah, how much at what he thinks it's going to be. And he's always I'm pretty close. Yeah. He's always real close. And, 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 you know, those walleye you're dealing with, you know, f- you know, five to seven pound fish. Alex is predicting you know, eighty pound fish within a within a couple of pounds. Yeah, I mean, with these see mi- enough of them, I guess exactly. You know? So, so I think the credibility of the tournaments and the people that are running them, I think that helps a lot because these guys are so smart, and guys like Alex and you are so smart and know what to look for that that holds people accountable yeah. too. They're they're not able to pull the wool over your eyes. You know, on, on that same thing though, there was a, another big catfish tournament just like a week ago, two weeks ago, but. The, the big fish in that one was 97 pounds, but when they pulled it out of the lot, it had hacked up about a five-pound carp. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, wow. Man. And so they were sitting there going, man, that would have been a 100-pounder if it – Oh, so it did it before it was on the scale? It did it before. Oh, no. it, Yeah, when they ended up draining the live well, it was in the bottom. They go, that thing hacked this – and they look – got to sew their mouth shut when you catch it. That's a joke. That's a joke. Go ahead, Steve. Some of those some of those catfish are so big, you could put barbells in them. Then. Oh, them dude. Down, Dude, <laughs> oh, they got a huge man. Yeah, I mean, a five-pound carp's a good-sized fish. Yeah, you know? yeah. How yeah. many have we had? We've had a, we've had a hundred-pound caught, uh, caught this year, right? Oh yeah, uh, out yeah, there. Yeah. Early on in the season, I remember. Yeah, talking I'm about gonna. One. I know that uh, Rel Rello caught a like a 107. Yeah. And then uh, Alan uh, Allegheny, he's another uh, guy that's real close to the shop. He caught a 116, 117. <sighs> that was a, just like. Two weeks before oh, the Alton Catfish Classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that, yeah. yeah he had three fish when he's out pre-fishing. That, like Three of them were like 280 pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. He's two weeks early. Two weeks early. <laughs> he was yep. two weeks early. Yeah, what is the – what's the? I know, I know you know because I know you. we've talked about putting uh, uh, like awards up in the um, in the shop there at Bluff City Outdoors. What is the – what's the Missouri and Illinois records or ish? Yeah, so the – the Illinois is a 124 uh, that was called by Tim Pruitt. And then the Missouri record's 130. I know his first name was Greg. I can't think of his last name. Yeah. And then the, the world wow. record is a 143 that was caught out in uh, Bugs Island, West Virginia. Wow. Man, yeah. Yeah, and those fish those fish are 100% for sure in our area. They're just – They're there. They just got to be caught. They just got to be caught. Because we see 100-plus we see we see, we see pound fish caught every single year. Yeah, I think Ryan Casey's – group of guys that, that work for him, I think cumulatively they've, they've put six or eight over 100 pounds in yeah. the boat this year. Yeah. So, Steve, we uh, uh, for you, um, like you said, birthday weekend. I hope you get a chance to spend a whole bunch of time on the water this weekend. I hope you're out there as, as people are hearing this show air. Um, what have, uh, what is this, is this for you, like for most, I think, uh, avid fishermen, the fall, you know, everybody likes to fish in the summer. It's great. After the winter is over, the spring gets here, you know, the trees turn green, you get to get outside. That's a wonderful time to be out fishing. But yeah. if you're serious about it and you're looking for the big fish, you're looking for that big hit, that big day out in the water, this time of year is is the time to get serious. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the spring and the fall, but the fall – uh, as the as the water is cooling and and you know those fish are preparing for winter and starting to you know eat a lot and and you know they get real aggressive and like I said usually they're on the balls of shad in the back of the cove and, and then it's real fun because you can catch them on top water you can catch them on a lot of different things actually you can throw anything out there and yeah and they'll bite it that they're that hungry and that's you know it's 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 a great time because the big ones come up you know up to shallow we're you know and and it's you got a bigger and better chance to to catch a, a personal best or a, you know a, a, your biggest fish. So before we let you go, you got any one little tip that you when you're out this weekend? Is there one specific sort of maybe cover or area or depth or something that you are that is like a a good indicator for you that you're in a good spot? I, I, I'm right now. I'm going to look for the shad. I'm going to look yeah. for the the big shad balls and and hopefully they're you know, they're in and around those, and, and, you know, that's that's where I'll go first. Yep. Nice, nice. Well, if you get some good fish, send us a pic. I had a customer in the shop yesterday that was talking about that shad. He said, he said, sometimes he says you got to match the size of those shad that are in that 
in that school. Oh, okay. He was the, saying that if said if you're using if the shad are bigger and you're throwing a smaller uh, crankbait through them, he goes the the fish ignore it. He said you got to get close to the same size that's in that school. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Makes sense to me. It, but it did make sense. You want the bigger yeah. meal? Oh, absolutely right. Because there's a lot of different types of shad. You have your gizzard shad, your threadfin shad, and they're all of different sizes. You're, that's a that's a really good tip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like any other. Uh, person, right? You mean you want a bigger meal? You want to have the? If yeah, you're gonna go what, through the, if you're gonna catch it, you want the bigger one. So yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he said he had to, was fishing one of those schools and he was using like a striking two point five square bill crankbait, and he goes, they just weren't hitting it, and he kind of thought maybe the shatter a little bit bigger, so he switched over to a four which is quite a bit bigger bait, and he said started throwing that through there, nice. and that's what, and then he started hitting it. He nice. said that must have been closer to the. To that's the, great stuff. What was in there? Well, Steve, we got to have you back on real soon, and I mean like in the next couple of weeks to see how this weekend went and see how these next couple of weeks go for you. And then between trying to get out on the water when you get an opportunity to and everything happening out at the bakery, I'm sure that your life is absolutely crazy. Uh, I do want to remind folks about Great Harvest Bread Company out in Maplewood. It is unbeatable. It is my favorite place to go all year round, but especially right now leading into the holidays with the various types of breads. For me, it's the pumpkin breads and the different kind of pumpkin breads that they have out there or getting your uh, holiday orders in for dinner rolls and things like that to help out your holiday meals. Uh, Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood is is simply unbeatable. And so we're great to have you uh, along with us here on the show for the next few weeks as we go through the holiday season and look forward to talking to you again uh, very soon, Steve. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Tony. You bet. You bet. That is Steve Jawar from Great Harvest Bread Company out in Maplewood. Great Harvest Bread Company. Uh, You can find them on their website. You can find them, Great Harvest uh, Bread Company Maplewood on Facebook. And just get out there and visit them because, oh, my goodness. And I'm sure with him being a part of the show here for the next few weeks as we go through the holiday season that we'll we'll find a basket of goodies down here for one of these shows real soon. And it'll blow your mind. Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood. Make sure you're checking it out. All right, one more segment to go on the show today. And uh, in that segment, we will bring you this week's fishing report. You don't want to miss that, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. I've got the perfect place in mind. It's in the middle of nowhere. Only one way to get there. You got to get a little mud on the time. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Come on. And welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Big thanks again to Steve Jawar from Great Harvest Bread Company out in Maplewood. Fantastic conversation with him. That guy, you can tell. You oh, know, you know serious, when you, avid, avid, avid. Yeah. When beyond you, avid. Yeah. yeah, when you... um. Uh, when you talk to these guys after just a couple minutes, you can tell if they are, you know, if they have that knowledge and they, and, and they know what they're looking for. And I love talking to those guys on this show. That's why I love this show is because, you know, with guys like Steve and guys like, uh, Mike Marfell and the 10 horse Monty and Alex and, you know, all these guys have been on with us, you know, they just, they, every week they, if you listen, you'll pick up a little piece of information little piece of knowledge that you can just kind of put in the back of your mind yep, for yep. the next time you're out on the water and just be, you know, a little draw more prepared yep. and draw on that and be just a little more prepared. <clears throat> so 
huge thanks to Steve for joining us in that last segment, and uh, happy birthday to him. And we will talk to him hopefully here in just a couple weeks and see how his big uh, weekend birthday fishing trip goes. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, talking about what a great time it is to be outside. Not only is it a great time to be outside uh, hunting with archery season going in both Missouri and Illinois, and of course a great time to be fishing, but it's a great time to also be grilling. And if you are going to be doing that this weekend or anytime soon, you want to have Rockwood Lump Charcoal next to you. Rockwood Lump Charcoal is a great product. It's been rated the number one consumer-ranked charcoal in the country nine years in a row. So you're already know that you are using a very popular uh, brand, but it's also a small local business. You're supporting a local business, you're supporting a local industry, and you're using the best on top of all of it. Rockwood Lump Charcoal. If you've never used lump charcoal before, uh, it's a little bit different from the the briquettes that you may be used to, the traditional briquettes. Um, and it, it's they're different in, in every way that they're different, it's better because it burns cleaner. It burns faster. It burns hotter. It gives you more control of what you're doing, especially if you use other products like the smoking woods that they have at Rockwood Lump Charcoal. Um, it just makes for a, a, a superior, faster, better, more controlled experience. I couldn't grill with anything else after I started using Rockwood Love Charcoal a few years ago. So make sure you're checking it out. Um, you can find there are over 100 area stores that have Rockwood Lump Charcoal and their other products like the Smoking Woods. Uh, you can find the closest one to you as well as pick up some grilling tips and tricks all by going to rockwoodcharcoal.com. So make sure you are checking that out. All right, got a few minutes left in this week's show, and that means, Mark, it is time for this week's fishing report. Start us off, sir. Okay, let's get it going. So we'll go out to Truman Lake first from uh, Jordan Lear. He's a guide out there. Uh, crappie are good. Fish uh, 15 to 25 feet. And, uh, brush piles and standing timber on the main lake in the mouth of the creeks. Jigs and minnows are both working. Jigs with a chartreuse color combination working the best with the stained water. Catfish are good. Drifting and dragging baits on the main lake flats in the mouth of the creeks using fresh cut shad. 30 to 52 feet using a Santee Cooper rig. Keep your drift speed at about 0.2 to 0.6 miles per hour. White bass and hybrids, uh, good on the main lake points. The windbone blanks using rooster tails, three-inch sliders, half-ounce jigging spoons. Uh, color whites working the best. Black bass, fair, fish the main lake. Uh, main lake, windy banks, mouse of creeks in the coves. Topwater baits are working well all day. Buzz baits, whopper ploppers, and spooks. Throw a half-inch football jig around the brush piles from uh, 10 to 15 feet deep. Square bill crankbaits in a shad color and, and spinners uh, in a white and chartreuse. Walleye are poor, uh, trolling flicker shads and bandit crankbaits on the main lake humps in the flats, 5 to 15 feet. Lugal are good, fish around the boat docks in the backs of the shallow coves with red worms and night crawlers under a bobber, 2 to 6 feet. And now we'll jump out to Carlisle, Jake Naley reporting. He's a guide out there. Crappie are excellent on the brush, the rocks, and the treetops, and jigs or minnows. Catfish are good on the clay points, uh, shallow with fresh shad. White bass, uh, good on the rock points with spinners and curly tails. Down to Red, uh, Rend, uh, Fred Mooney reporting. He's a guy down there. Uh, water temps in the upper 50s, and, and the bridges in the river are full of boats all day, and the bite is starting to pick up again. And I've, I've, we've heard that endlessly down mm, there. Mm. So uh, they caught really good quality fish this week in one foot of water and found bigger numbers in 12 to 14 feet of water. Mm. And the, he said the bite should continue to get better as the temperature drops. And as a reminder, he said the Goose Refuge area is now off limits for fishing and the lake is still at normal pool conditions. And a local rivers and lakes, Eric Morey, he's on my pro staff. 
who happens to be down in Grenada crappie fishing right now. Nice. The catfish on the river are definitely turned on as the water temps uh, keep dropping. They're gonna, they're still feeding heavy. Uh, shad's, shad's the go-to bait right now. Uh, largemouth stable and biting everything from Ned Rigs to shaky heads to crankbaits and chatterbaits. White bass and hybrids are biting well. Uh, when you track down a school, uh, they're really feeding heavy on shad, so you use sh- uh, shad patterns. Uh, crappie are stacking up in the brush, and they're being caught in multiple deaths, and lately have one of the jig moving. And out to the Lake of the Ozarks to wrap it up from our buddy Mike Marfell. He says the few warmer days seem to slow the bass bite just a bit at the Lake of the Ozarks. Fish are moving towards the fall pattern, but sort of hit the brakes. Find the bait towards the back of creeks and coves and target active fish with moving baits, chatter bait, jerk baits, spinner baits, and topwater. If you get a bite, slow down and fish with the shaky head worm tube and, of course, a jig to try to catch a bigger fish. Bluff ends and channel swings with the wind blowing on them are working as well. Use topwater early and late or with overcast condition. Next baits would be crankbaits, jig, Texas rigged worms. Fish being caught on an Alabama rig, especially in windy conditions, if windy conditions are present, excuse me. And he says, good luck and be safe out there. Alabama rig, that's what some I hadn't. Remember when Alabama rig they took were, over the yeah, they were huge world? For- I haven't heard people. I haven't heard that used. Uh, I haven't heard people talk about Alabama rigs uh, as much lately. Is that still as popular? I, yeah, of a, I mean, we still sell a lot of yeah. them. Yeah, you know, and sell the, the trailers for them. The, you know, they're, the, the, they're like those uh, Kitek fat uh, right. swing impacts, like the two point uh, three point three size. I think so on it. I remember when there was the whole conversation about whether they should be legal or not in certain tournaments. Are they? Did you, how did that ever shake out? Are they? I, I think some. Places, is it case by case? I, I think it is because in you know like. Illinois, you're only allowed to have two hooks out of, you know, on one at one time. So if you got a five uh, five bait rig, yeah, I think three of them just have to be be blank spinners yeah. or a bait trail in there. Yeah, so. yeah, gotcha. And only have two yeah. trail hooks on there. Yeah, but yeah. it does make sense when those fish are schooling. Oh, it makes a yeah, makes a whole lot of sense. Man, I remember when it whatever that was, maybe ten years ago now, maybe not that long ago, eight years ago, whatever it was. It, when it was like it was like somebody had discovered the nuclear bomb. It was like yeah, yeah. it's like everybody. Did you hear? Did you hear this? That? Oh my god! You got oh use it now before they ban it. Everybody's catching fish. Oh my god! I caught three fish on one cast. You know, yeah, like this kind of crazy stuff. I know when we go uh, in a similar thing. If you're going for try to catch skipjack uh, with uh, we use sabiki rigs. They're bait rigs. They got yeah, four or five hooks on them. Yeah, and uh, you know it's same principle. I mean, it's a rig. It, you know, they're they're a schooling fish. They hit it. I mean, when you're hit, Trying to fish with a skipjack, you're, you're you're trying to buzz it maybe a foot or two down. You can so a lot of times you can see it coming back and got nothing, got nothing. Boom! I got five on there. You yeah, know? and then you get two in uh, just because of the way they fight. And everything. So, so that stuff's kind of cool. That eight that you know that that uh, Alabama. Rig? Alabama yeah. rig lost yep. my train. Of I got you. It's a similar <laughs> similar concept. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we we in these fishing reports are are telling this story as well, and we talk to guys like Steve and Mike and all these other guys that are out of the water, and we know that this is a great time to be out there, and this is a you know just an awesome time to be fishing. From what you can tell, we're still ramping up. We haven't hit the peak yet of this fall season, have I, we? We're probably getting right in the right. We're in probably the getting of, to the peak. Yep, yeah, we're yeah. kind of in because. And it's going to be the peak because at some point the weather gets so t- intolerable, people won't go. Yeah. They'll still catch, you'll catch those fish all winter long. It's so, just people, you know, they're comfortable going out when it's 50s and 60s. Yeah. But when it starts dropping into the 30s and 40s for your daytime highs, people just sort of 
I'll do something else. So that was going to actually be my my next question was does does the fishing season end or does the or the the, the, the person's season yes, ends? Yes, the person season ends. Fishing so season you, never ends. So you can really go ends. all year long. Cuz if we get some ice here and and people they'll get out on these farm ponds, they'll just clean up on all species oh, of fish. Yeah. Once they find where they're schooled up. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you know, they're pulling them out of those holes like, you know, yeah, and, oh. you're, and you're catching bluegill crappie uh they'll catch catfish they'll catch bass they'll catch because everything's still got to eat yeah it's just they they want real small baits that time of year yeah because they're not real energetic yeah being cold you know yeah cold oh weather. man if you find like for me like you know getting going out and finding a pond or a lake or something and you find a good old pat you find a you know there's ice but there's a big patch of where you can actually get in you know and, and do a little bit of fishing like that's big time yeah. You can really you see that open water and you're like, oh baby, yeah, you know, because they're still gonna bite. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do they? Do the um, do the guides go all year round out there, or do they shut it down too because yeah, it's just not worth it? The, the people kind of quit going. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Some of them might move down. I think Ryan Casey might go down and do a little bit on Lake of the Ozarks because it's a you know, there's just a little bit easier to do down there in right. the winter. Right. Or move. And, then, and then they'll move down there and do paddlefish too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, one of the things I didn't get, we didn't get a chance to talk to Steve about. We'll have to talk to him about this next time because um, I mentioned that he fishes a lot up in Michigan, and you know, guys like KVD, Kevin Van Dam, he's from Michigan, and um, you know, you hear great stories about you know they've got obviously some awesome fisheries up there and in the north, but you know, does that even hold a candle because they are they do have to shut down for half the year every year to a place down south like florida you know like or is there you know, oh i i i think you know when you go to the southern states because they people they just fish regular yeah. ways and those around, fish you know? never stop full blo- they never yeah. stop eating yeah, they never go into eat. that like not that's hibernation get, but they never they go into bigger. that yeah so they're bigger they're better yeah absolutely i mean you hear great things about about michigan and some in, in like lake champlain yeah, you know yep, places like yep. that you know we've we've talked um about places like that but um just yeah. the fish's growing season is, is, is small, is exactly. shorter. You know, so exactly. they just don't get as big as fast. I mean, they, you know, like they will down south yep. where they grow, you know, 12 months out of the year. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's not too late. We've had, what, three days of 80 degrees here this week in the St. Louis area. So it's not like uh, it's not like it's too cold to get out there now. A little chillier this week. A little chillier right now as this is on the radio, but uh, still just an awesome time to be out on the water Awesome time to be out in the woods and an awesome time to take advantage of everything happening out at Bluff City Outdoors for all of your needs for all of the above. With the brand new archery range opened up out there, uh, they got you covered for uh, everything you need in that area. They've got you covered for everything you need for your next fishing trip. So uh, make sure you are every week tuned in to the Bluff City Outdoors show, uh, 11 a.m. here on News Talk STL. If you missed the show, just make sure you subscribe to our podcast, which we put up shortly after the show each and every week. Um, We're on every podcast platform, so whatever your favorite one is, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, subscribe to the Bluff City Outdoors show so you never miss anything. And uh, also make sure you are checking out regularly BluffCityOutdoors.com and following Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook. That's probably the best place to go to keep up with everything that's happening out there. And make sure you head to Bluff City Outdoors about a mile east of Fast Eddie's in Alton before your next fishing trip. And definitely get out there and check out the new archery range if you haven't had a chance to do so yet. Uh, I think that's got it. Yeah, and that's going to say just, you know, it's Christmas season around the yes. corner. Hard to think of that. So I just know. at the shop there, we're getting tons of merchandise in right now. So 
on the Facebook page. I'm trying to post when Love we get something in. Outdoor show shirts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. we need. Yeah, we, we just got, got like 80 ancient Mariner reels in. It's a catfish. They're beautiful colors. Oh, and stuff. that's and awesome. Like 80 of them showed up the other day. You guys do gift cards and we do gift yeah. cards and stuff. There so. you go. Yep. A lot of people uh, can't like beat it. That's the perfect stocking stuffer right there. And Jeff told me, he says, hey, we got to get some more of those bare legit bows in. He said, those sell great at Christmas. Nice. Said, okay, well, let's let's make an order up for that. There make sure go. we got them in. So. There you go. Yeah, this is our first year with having a kind yeah. of a Christmas season with archery. And all with that. archery, so, exactly. You know, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. You know, see, see how It's exciting goes. stuff, man. It's it super is. exciting stuff. Make sure you're listening to the show every week. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you are following Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook and also checking out the website, bluffcityoutdoors.com. That's going to do it for this week's Bluff City Outdoors show. For producer Leah and Mark McMurray, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to us here on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL.